Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 139th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post-COVID job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 97th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Gurleen Raj, who was most recently a junior graphic designer at the Home Agency in England. Gurleen, really happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Maybe just tell everyone how you've been dealing with the last two years, how you've been keeping busy. Yeah, of course. Gosh, the last two years, I actually graduated right in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. So it was a lot going on and I just graduated into a pandemic and the industry was kind of like a like chaotic. <laughs> so I kind of came in while everything was like that meme where everyone's running around and everything's on fire and you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually, not going to lie, my opportunities had opened up a lot more in the lockdown because in the lockdown, everyone went digital and networking became so much easier. So I was in this small city in the south coast in southwest of England called Plymouth. And I graduated and then I ended up doing a teacher training degree. So I went to Cambridge University for that. And while I was there, it was easy to get in touch with people in London and kind of have digital coffees with them, etc. So I kind of just went out there, asked people if they wanted to have a coffee with me over Zoom. Some were like, no, and some were like, okay. <laughs> I love that, take advantage, like you said, you know, now that everyone is used to or comfortable with remote working or digital working or Zooms or Teams, whatever it is, it's so much easier to expand your market of where you can work, who you can work for. So I'm glad you took yeah. advantage of that. Exactly. It's like knocking doors, but digitally in a way. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up doing that for a while and kind of perfecting my portfolio in the meantime. And I ended up getting an internship at Design Bridge in March. And from there on, it was just kind of got the ball rolling. I ended up at Design Bridge for a while. And then I got a JKI internship right afterwards. So I was at Jones on Ritchie for about two weeks. And then I got into Paul Fisher right afterwards. So I was at Paul Fisher for about six, seven weeks until I had this junior position at home but it just when I came to the junior position it was very different from what I was doing so I was into the advertising industry and packaging etc and I ended up switching over to more employee experience more branding and I really wanted to go back to advertising and I just could not get it out of my head <laughs> so I ended up leaving and saying that I want to look for different opportunities and I actually want to go into advertising a bit more. And they were really, really nice about it. They were so supportive. They were like, yeah, go do your thing. <laughs> That's nice. They're supportive about it and that you were able to kind of understand where you wanted. Usually my next question is what you're looking for in your next role. But So I assume that's a junior role in a more traditional advertising agency you think big agency or small agency or, or no real preference? I don't think I have a preference because I went from doing these internships at these huge agencies, which was so cool because the projects are so amazing. But also I want to know what small agencies would be doing in those situations. So I'm kind of open. I'm kind of just seeing where the wind takes me. Yeah, that's a good attitude. How did you, <laughs> how did you get into graphic design? 
Oh, okay. This, I actually did fashion in university and I come from a fashion background and I ended up realizing that most of my fashion is just graphic design. <laughs> and I had no idea about graphic design because I came from India to England in 2012. And in India, the art scene was quite scarce in schools at least. And coming here and just kind of discovering everything I didn't really see every single section in art that there was. I kind of went to the traditional uh, painting, drawing, fine art, fashion, textiles. So I ended up doing textiles. And in my second year at uni, my lecturer actually advised me to look into graphic design. I ended up switching it over and my life just changed. <laughs> and I was like, OK, OK, I'm good at art. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love that. And it's. It's one of those things, advertising in general, you kind of fall into it. No one really knows it exists. Everyone sees ads and, you know, from the day you can read and understand your surroundings, you understand you're being advertised, but no one yeah. ever thinks who's making these things. No, you're not. You're so self-aware, but also not self-aware about it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's great. And then what are some of your, you know, your better work qualities? My work qualities, oh, I'd like to say that I am a very curious person. I am <laughs> quite, can get a bit much sometimes because I would do these whole research decks and all these like sketch work and all this at, from university. My habit was just to have folders and folders of research of the project I'm about to do, then have these sketches, then have this whole like procedure. But coming into the industry, it's like you don't need to do every single thing but I kind of like to do them in the best way possible, you know, so I kind of keep it quick, but in the end it helps. So for example, I can't say what agency, but I was doing a project that involved the Marvel superheroes, but my team didn't actually know about Marvel. So I ended up making this huge mirror board of the phases of Marvel, what the superheroes do and all this cool information. And it was just, what two hours of me just explaining yeah. what Marvel is <laughs> so that is like a really good example of how in-depth I can be sometimes <laughs> yeah it comes in handy it's important I mean hopefully you have some knowledge of whatever brand you're working on but if not you have to kind of do the research to understand it especially from a design perspective you have to see where they've been you have to see other kind of competitors and where they've been because you don't want to come up with something you love and then someone else has done it so I think yeah. it's to, to dive in and do that research. Exactly. You and your client should both be equally excited about it. And you're not going to get that unless you step into their shoes, really, and just see what they're dealing with every single day and how that will make them happy. Totally. And it's tough sometimes, you know, in the, the bigger agencies, you hope that you surround yourself with other team members who, who do that part, you know, do the research and then hand it to you. But there's always more research that can be done. And yeah, I have a, yeah. I have a hard time too trusting that everyone is gathering the right information for me. Yeah. So even they give me, but I like doing my own. Uh, I got to get used to that one. <laughs> I really yeah. do. You have a favorite project that you've worked on? Oh, my favorite project. I think even though I've worked with all these cool clients, my favorite project is still my third year project which I actually acted like it was a live brief and I had a client that I had to rebrand for. I ended up actually taking a trip for it as well for like an inspirational trip, you know? 
And I ended up going and it was a fashion brief to make a fashion brand surrounding a social justice issue. And I ended up making this brand. So I ended up going to India firstly, seeing the ethical problems and solutions, what I can get coming back. And honestly, that was, oh, that was so cool. That was so cool. (laughs) And I really hope. I've been told by a lot of designers uh, when I was at my internship, that's like a thing that all these agencies do, which is really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's always tough. Like the school projects are so rewarding because you kind of do them on your own and you can be the client too. So you're giving the feedback. And then sometimes you go into the agencies and like you have a really strong opinion and they just go with something totally different. I mean, it's <laughs> But some of the more rewarding projects are definitely the ones where like you get to make the executive decisions. You can do whatever you want. Don't have to listen to anyone. That's, <laughs> that's great. It is indeed. I think it's kind of great. But also it's nice to learn how to be in a team and kind of share that work. Because in uni, it was kind of hard to do that because you're so very independent work. And in the UK, it's like we have these terms and every term, our independent study just gets in more increased. So by the time from first to third year, our independence work time would go from about eight hours in first year to about nearly 30 hours in third year. So you can see how not all students would know how to work in teams, but that's what internships have been for. And I really think I can work in teams now. It's really nice. <laughs> that's good. No, it's definitely important. I mean, like we were saying before, when when you get a project, it, it from right from the start, it's a team effort. They give you the certain boundaries, and and from there, every kind of step is is a team process. Trusting the people around you, and and there's some long hours and, and late nights. So definitely have to be able to be a good team player and understand how how things work, and understanding client feedback and and working with with clients closely with them is is really you know sometimes challenging but rewarding if you're able to do it right and a really important skill for sure. For sure, yeah. Tell me what being a digital creative means. I know you mentioned that in your portfolio. Digital creative. Ah, yeah. I think I can answer this one. My course was very print-based. So we were doing a lot of screen printing, letterpress, and the traditional graphic design that you used to do. And then I came out of uni during the lockdown. It was kind of a night over switch. I'm not even kidding, but everything just went digital all of a sudden in a night and every everybody was panicking in the graphic design industry all my course mates were like okay we need to learn new skills now ah okay we just left uni what's happening (laughs) so I think during the lockdown when I was learning how to do animation how to make more digital stuff kind of UX things and how to advertise online because that's what I was doing with the internships during lockdown as well it was kind of, I started doing project after project after project, and they all ended up being digital. And I was like, okay, maybe instead of print, I'm a digital artist. So now I kind of focus my work solely on digital. And it's more sustainable because I don't waste so much paper anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything is going going that way anyways. It is. It is. So why not just embrace it by now? And I don't know. I really enjoy it. I think it's really fun. Yeah, I love that. How did you teach yourself some of the new skills during lockdown? Just, you know, YouTube tutorials, et cetera? 
Yeah, it was a lot of YouTube tutorials. I ended up getting the masterclass thing for a bit. And then I was doing the teacher training at Cambridge, like I mentioned earlier. And then I had to learn the whole of Microsoft Office, weirdly, because we had to teach online to our students. And we had to learn all these cool things. But I wanted to learn animation so I can explain to the students how DT works because you need to show with your hands how the actual product making works. So that's when I ended up learning animation and After Effects so I could implement them in my lessons. And they're actually, they were really cute. Really cool. What were, you, what were you teaching? I was teaching design and technology. So it was a lot like product design, graphic design, textile design. It was kind of mishmash of all design but very GCSE level, so it was quite easy, but still I preferred in-class sessions because I could show them how to do something. Oh, definitely. And teaching is, I mean, I, I taught for a little bit too at an ad school in the city, and it's the best experience to just learn how to give feedback and how to critique work, which you kind of have to be able to do as you climb the ranks in this industry, so starting to do that is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, funny you say that because I think – I got better at networking and presenting my work after I left teaching. I think it was such a big teacher for just how to be a professional for me, I'd say. That's amazing. Do you want to continue teaching? Are you continuing? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not continuing right now because I want to focus on graphic design, kind of build my career. But in the future, I'd like to be a lecturer or something. We'll yeah. see. It's, it's exciting. I love the, I love the thrill of of teaching yeah (laughs) do you think you'd ever go back yeah it's tough balancing it like once you're in the agency you'll see like the amount of work there and then being able to balance teaching too is is tough but definitely I want to do it again it's great oh that would be really cool you're a graphic designer you're also an illustrator do you prefer illustration more I mean it depends on on the brief project I, I don't know. I don't think I can have like a favorite. I think I like to merge everything together. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, it's so, true. Depending on the, the task at hand, there are multiple ways to solve it. And I'm sure there's a, a combination and blending of all the tools, you know, you kind of have at your disposal. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, my il- illustration stuff kind of came back from my school and my fashion background. And then I ended up doing more, graphic-y stuff but then automatically kind of went into learning how to do graphic illustrations first so that's what I'm used to the most and that's what I think my biggest strength is in my skill set so I like to implement that skill set everywhere because I just think it gives that little oomph to my projects. (laughs) Totally and I know you mentioned you know living in India for a little bit now you live in the UK clearly and I think I read you also lived in Asia for a little bit. Yeah, so I'm born in New Delhi, and I was brought up in New Delhi until 15, and then I moved to the UK, but I've kind of moved everywhere. I've lived in Saudi Arabia for a bit, I've lived in Libya for a bit, it's been kind of like a mishmash of places, and then we ended up settling here when I was like 15, 16, so nine years ago, not that long. And do you think that's helped kind of how you, you know, deal with certain projects, just being able to take different cultural, you know, learnings from, from everywhere you've been? 
<laughs> you hit the mark there, yeah. <laughs> That's my first go-to. I think it's because I've seen so much design from um, corners of the world. I've seen really intricate design to kind of really plain minimal design to Western design and Eastern design. And it's just, there's so much similarity and differences everywhere in the world with design solutions. And it's just really interesting to see the different parts. And having that little advantage of remembering what that little piece looks like and nobody knows it here, and you can put that in there, I think that gives me a little little bit of a heads up. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. I think just having that at your disposal and the way all you know different brands and, and cultures and societies treat treat art and just understanding the back of your mind and being able to implement that in your work is is great. Do you think oh. because of that you want to work on a global brand or you want like maybe more of a local brand that maybe doesn't understand the, the larger picture? Yeah, no, I think I'm a very global brand person here. <laughs> I'm a very global agencies is where I had the best time of my life and I was able to thrive the most. I can't seem to do that in local agencies, no matter how much I try. I just don't have that natural instinct that I have with global agencies so yeah the end goal is to kind of end up at a global agency for sure and do you think you want to be at like I know JKR is a design agency do you want to be at a design agency only doing design or maybe being at a more traditional advertising agency as part of the design team I don't I think I like both of them uh at the moment I just got this uh job of doing social media assistant for a filmmaker who does advertising specifically in filmmaking and he's worked with Armani and Vogue and uh, Netta Porter and he's gonna be mentoring me on set teaching me how like the set works and shoots work so I kind of want to know everything that goes into advertising not just from one specific way but how every single way it goes. Yeah I love that I mean just immerse yourself in it all the more you can kind of learn and experience now just the better off you'll be indeed yeah the the last question really for me is if there's a dream agency client brand someone you want to give a little shout out to oh that's really hard you know I have this whole hit (laughs) like this whole list of agencies and I don't know which one I think my recent one not this isn't my all-time favorite because they keep changing. But my most recent one is Kiss Branding, and it's based in Leeds. And they have the coolest story ever. There was a right line event that they did, and they told their story. And these two designers from London, they were at the peak of their careers, and they ended up leaving everything in London, moving to the north in Leeds, and starting their own thing. And it's so cool to me. That's awesome. And one of the founders is South Asian, which is so admiring. Being a South Asian myself, it's not, I haven't seen so many South Asians in the industry, but to see her just kind of go there and start her own thing. She's got South Asian clients and there's so much more exposure to South Asian culture. And that's what I really, really like. And yeah, hopefully I can get a few freelance projects for them. Awesome. I'm gonna <laughs> tag, tag them once this is live and then see what yeah. we can do. Come on, this is for you. <laughs> it's happened to a few episodes. The, the dream client reaches out. So let's see what we can make happen. Oh my gosh. Imagine. Thanks, thanks so much for hopping on. I know it's what now, 11, 11.07 there. So appreciate you hopping on late at night and making this work. <laughs>
Well, that's okay. This has been really nice. It's been so lovely to talk to you as well. You too. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh, Instagram. Instagram every single day. It's at Gullied Watch Designs. You can hit me up there and it's just kind of a trail of information of where to hit me up from there. <laughs> awesome. Easy enough. And that's a wrap for the 139th episode of Bouncing Back. Check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the industry. And you can also check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much. Thank you.